G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career, right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, live emanating from a Zoom call from Lando Lakes, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, and Austin, Oregon. It's the new day. Take it away, guys. <laughs> Did your voice get more grating? Or so I don't. I don't know. I so, because going now, going now Dan has a shtick to <laughs> say something about Kofi. So like you can see him get ramped up, like physically. He gets so happy because he gets to like make the joke, and you know that he's got a whole like slew of towns. He's probably got fifteen or twenty towns on a sheet of paper written oh. on his desk, waiting. I thought for sure because I'm I'm in Orlando right now. And I thought, oh, now that I'm not in Austin, he's finally going to say Austin. And he couldn't even say Austin, Texas. <laughs> you know, you couldn't even give me that, Dan. You couldn't I'm even Google give me that. that. I've got to I Google that. I can keep how, doing this. Uh, Dan, how long have you been waiting for that Austin swerve? <laughs> It's been on my Google Doc for like a week or so. He's <laughs> <laughs> real pleased with himself. Uh, I am Xavier Woods. I am Kofi Kingston. And I am Big E, and I'm not sure I have a I'm not sure I have a bit this week. I, you know, when uh, you have nothing to do sometimes, and like you have plenty of time to prepare or get something together. Well, you don't know. No idea what that's like. No. But I. So (laughs) this week I'm taking a week off from from lifting. So I've had a lot of free time. I went for a walk earlier. Just you know, I have a lot more free time when I, you know, I'm taking a week off, and I have plenty of time to come up with some great bits. But for some reason, my mind it couldn't be more empty right now. So, yeah, it was too much time. I think it was too much well, time. You, you know what? You yeah. said you took a week off working out. Well, you look great. You look, look like you, got, you. you look like you just worked out. Just, just uh, well, that's, that's very kind of you. But I am I'm Biggie, and you know I typically do a bit about my my last name. But I don't know where to take it anymore. You know, it's been very it's been several months of of complaining. Some might say of just stating my case. With no real results, you know, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> Let's be honest. No one, I've seen a few people tweeting about trying to get a, a campaign going to start a petition to get my last name going. You know, that's not going anywhere. Let's, you know, there's there's no movement in, in this movement is what wow. I'm saying. This movement has come to, I, I wouldn't even say a screeching halt because I don't think it ever took off. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and really, and really, who I should blame is you people. That's who I want to blame. I didn't get the support I needed. Really, I, 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 I didn't get the droves of, of Twitter support. We could have, we could have had something, you know. We could have, we could have had a movement. We, we didn't even get a, a proper hashtag, you know. I could have started it, but it's not the same if I started. You know, you, you people listening, you have to be that groundswell of support to give me the respect that I deserve. And and you failed me. You dropped the ball. If I'm being honest, and uh, I, I don't blame you. I blame me for for having such high hopes for you is, is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was like three swerves in one sentence. <laughs> oh my god, that, that was, <laughs> was the sentence <laughs> metaphor. It was uh, you know Muhammad Ali dodging all those punches. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's me. That's me. Um, wow. So uh, to to borrow from Seinfeld, I was I was bebopping and scatting all over the place. I didn't know where I was going with that sentence. It was, oh. Don't make it weird. Was made a weird oh, face. What you mean? What you mean? Yeah, yeah. in the tr- in the jazz tradition. Yes, you understand. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah of course. That's the song yeah. I'm singing. You remember right. the Good Humor yeah. Man spinoff of the Scat Man? No. I'm the Good Humor Man. It was the same thing, but they just nope. y- y'all didn't y'all didn't watch. Y'all was that a commercial? Sing. Yeah, good humor? good humor. The uh, the ice cream. Well, did it if it if it had the baseline in it, he had to turn it down. No, uh, but it was it wasn't when I was when we were kids, right? It was I recent. Think, I think uh, Scatman came out like, I mean, that was high school, wasn't it? But when was good humor? When was the good humor parody? Same, like right around the same time. Oh yeah, then maybe yeah, no rap in my house. Yeah. If it was if it was adjacent to rap, I could. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask because yeah. I know you talked about theme songs you couldn't listen to, like the specific the, the all that theme song. But if there was a commercial. With like rap music in it, would that Ooh, pop the radar as well? Damn. No, I guess not because I I suppose when you watch a commercial, it's kind of forced upon you. So I suppose yeah. there wasn't the same kind of like when I was watching all that as a kid, I was making a choice to watch all that as opposed to a random commercial with rap in it coming across. I don't think there was the same expectation for me to switch channels. Okay, but you, gotcha. you never know. That, that that's my I don't remember ever having to switch. Okay, um, then. But okay. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to think about that. Um, this, 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 this goes with, with what you were talking about, E. I feel okay. like you were so upset with, with the people. Because they failed me. The people were the <laughs> catalyst that, that 
created something yesterday. Uh, I mm. unfortunately didn't have a pair of shorts with me. And yeah. so I went and I said, what, to work, what, booty butt naked. How, how could I, how can I stop sweating in these jeans? I, I don't want to walk around like Kofi said, butt naked. Oh, so, I thought of the, the genuine song in those jeans, but then I, <laughs> but I was Looking weird. Good. There are scrumptious. Um, <laughs> scrumptious in a song is like, oh, okay. But the next line is, 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 there, is there any more room for me in those jeans? But I, I don't want to be in your jeans, yeah. man. I no, don't want to. No, so, yeah. I don't want to be in my jeans either. Right. Real, so real quick side note. Side note on that song because my wife always used to sing that song, and she has a voice. She has a really incredible voice, but it's more like a uh, like a church type voice. Okay. So she would sing that song, and she'd be like, "In those jeans." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta hear this now. Okay. Uh so <laughs> anyway, what the people sorry. what the people wanted to make was they wanted to take two of your shirts and make a pair of shorts. <laughs> Is this real? Is this a functioning pair of shorts? I wore these shorts yesterday. For those of you who can't see, All day. two biggie shirts were taken. And I had our fantastic seamster, uh, Surat Mikazi, make me some shorts out of biggie shirts. And so I think this is going to be a new hot thing because, you know, people always want leggings and stuff. Yeah. New types of merch on the market. The people are doing this, E, because they respect you and they want you to have your last name back. Bro, that looks official. It has a drawstring too? Yes, he put a drawstring. He did this it in like 10 great. minutes. Well, you, for those of you on, can see, on, I'm showing you. Throw it on for your boys. Throw it on. Come on. Get, get, well, a, this get is, a little this, uh, turn on the catwalk. I mean, this is primarily an audio podcast, which I feel That's like I have to remind you guys weekly. This yeah, is yeah, uh, this yeah. is not going to do much for we a lot of people. We can describe it. We can, I want to, you know, the emotion, E. The emotion translates. Describe my turn on the catwalk. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. There you go. Yeah. Because, I mean, Come it was a fine now. turn. Hey. It is a fine turn. He's wow. walking right. He's walking in his room. He's walking, pacing back and forth. Oh, there's the pose right there. Damn. Oh, this is, this is Fashion Week material right here. He had a jail pose for anyone of you who are curious. <laughs> what is a jail pose? It's when you do, it's you do the crouch down and either like a point or a, something kind of G'd up. You were a little G'd up there with it. I call Sean that Kemp, the Norman. Sean Kemp on that big dunk. Norman Smiley? Norman Smiley would point and he'd do that. Did he do a bid? <laughs> I don't know. We can ask it. Yeah. I mean, look at him. He, he's bricked up like he did a bid. I can see it. He served this um, time. Okay. So to bring things back that I was going to get you right before we did our introductions. So uh, with Dan having this list for about a week to get to this joke, that's, we think that's funny, but it's not even close to the kind of time Kofi will put into a long-term joke. <laughs> that best friend's day where he kept the pictures for like a year. Yeah. I was thinking, I still have the album. It brings me a chuckle to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took pictures. I mean, I think we talked about this on a podcast before, but for those of you who are jumping in, I took pictures of uh, Ian Woods as they stood side by side in several different scenarios. There's one at the gym. There was one at the, uh, we went to a Green Bay Packers game against Chicago. They were sitting together kind of like arm in arm, wrapped up, looking real close, looking cool. like real buddies. You know, I took uh, one where you guys were, uh, you guys were urinating. I was about uh, to say, you took one yeah, at a urinal. That's right. And that, was that, a, that is a, a violation of is. my rights, of my privacy. That's a line that's gone too far, if I'm being no, honest. I didn't take it from the point perspective of the urinal, so everything was all good. You guys didn't have, you guys didn't have your pants pulled down like children, okay? You, you guys, it wasn't a, a vulgar picture. I don't, you know, I wouldn't be too violated if I was you. If you took that picture of me, I wouldn't have been offended. At the bathroom while you're relieving yourself? Yeah. You think that's appropriate? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it was appropriate by any means. I'm just saying I wouldn't be offended. Anyway, I think the troubling part is usually you can catch someone who's like sneaking to take pics, especially if they do this many times. I had no yeah. inkling whatsoever that you were taking not pics. At all. Not a single okay. idea. And then when you revealed these pics to us, <laughs> I, I think I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. That's, I don't know. Because it was funny saying? to Kofi, but not funny to anybody else. Anyone else. Like, we just like, oh, why did you do that? And Kofi's like <laughs> crying and laughing, and neither of us were reacting at all. The, the man was I, inconsolable. <laughs> That's how much he was laughing. The, the, the name of the uh, album was called Peas in a Pod. Yeah, I named it, and, and that was that was y'all, you know? 
there, actually, there was a couple pictures that I didn't show you guys in there. So maybe, maybe I've been saying. Why do you say it like this that? Time, you, know, just, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what I got. You know what I, got. I don't like the way you said that. No. Oh <laughs> man, that was disturbing. Um, that's that's the stuff I don't like. But I tell you, some, some, some stuff I do like. Yeah. Is looking at my man uh, Austin Watson's face. And I see these little seedlings oh. of hair. I see his, hey. I see his face is back to how I like looking at it. And yeah. uh, that's a beautiful thing. I like the hair on your face. Thank you for putting it back on there. I appreciate it. applause for that. I'm going to stand. I'm going to try to stand up a little, give you a standing ovation. Once again, is that, is that it's an audio podcast. Yeah, I stood up. That's it. <laughs> I stood up. I told him what I was going to do. We got video now, though. So we it's got fine. video, you know? Right. So you All right. Well, second, thank you for the for the applause. I appreciate it. I'm yeah, I'm growing it back, growing thank it back. You. I've had it I gone for long enough. It feels you. very oh, weird. Sure. So, uh, yeah. but it's I'm in that weird phase. Like certain parts of my face don't grow until later. So for those of you <laughs> listening to this, uh, I've got like corner a corner in my chin that doesn't grow for until like the whole beard is there. So it's gonna it's it's almost like when you uh, when you're trying to grow an afro, there's that real awkward hair phase. For like a month or two, it's like that, but on my face, and it's 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 real weird. Right. It does remind me of your your. Have we talked about your love for Donald Glover on this here pod? Um, I don't know. He's fantastic. I call him my same age idol. Yes, because he's he's doing everything, and he's incredible at at all of it. He is. Uh, I don't know. Actually, uh, Nikki, Skinny Nikki, put me on this podcast. He's probably yeah. He's definitely talked to you woods about the podcast. Yeah, dissect. but it's called Dissect. Yeah, and it's really good. So I'm I'm listening to the uh, Childish Gambino. Uh, he does a season. It's really cool for anyone who's a music nerd like us who's really into hip hop. Uh, they do uh, these seasons. Uh, does a whole season. It's like forty, roughly forty minutes to an hour on one song where uh, Cole, the host and creator, he'll break down the lyrics and what went into the lyrics. And it's just very, it could be a bit scholarly for a lot of people who aren't into that. But if you really like music and why artists make music and what they were thinking, um, it's really eye-opening. Uh, so it's for the album uh, Because the Internet. And uh, I find it fascinating. So I've been really jumping into a lot of Donald Glover lately. And I do agree, he's very talented. Think of a man who can... He's been doing comedy, uh, writing, and performing comedy. Uh, he's also Atlanta. If you haven't seen Atlanta, Atlanta sure. is one of the best shows on television in the last decade. Atlanta is incredible, and that's his show that he's created. Uh, he's also done comedic stuff, drama. He's, he's pretty much anything you need in entertainment. He can sing. He can rap. The man can do it all. He can do it all. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because listening to that podcast, so like I'm just a huge fan of his, but I didn't know that uh, there was all the auxiliary stuff with that album because the internet. So the fact that he wrote the screenplay and he had he, his, whole, his whole thought process of creating a world rather than creating an album. Um, and it's cool to to hear a creative person talk about their creative process because um, I feel like there's a way for you to pick and choose little pieces of it in order to help yourself be more creative or be more productive or whatever you're looking to do. Um, and when he talked about, uh, when he left Community, so again, for those of you who don't know, Community was a hit show that he was a huge part of, um, acted on it, wrote for it. Um, I think it was Tina Fey found him. And yes. you got it, yeah. So um he was doing that show. And the reason that he left, he was like, no, it's, I don't want to leave because I think it's a bad show. I think it's like the best show on TV. I said, but it's not mine. And that, that hit me like in my soul. Cause I think we're in that stage of having like a, like a quarter life crisis, I guess is what it would, would be akin to just like kind of figuring out realistically what your next chapter is going to look like. And like what you need from your life, like for yourself to be happy for you to be able to look in the mirror and be like, I'm, I'm proud of me type of thing. I've been dealing with that for, for like, I don't know, like the past year. Um, and when, it, when I heard him say that, I was like, that's what it is. And so that's why I think I've made such a shift to try to like have things and like be in charge of things and own things, things that are like belong to me for me to benefit me and mine, you know? Um, so just, it was just, it's really insightful if you're into philosophical stuff like that and digging in your own brain and some introspection. Well, we had this conversation uh, at Rumble and it was, it was, um, I, I already talked about the fact that I, I saw you guys and I dropped my bags and <laughs> ran into your arms like yeah. a, a rom-com. Uh, but 
uh, one of the things that we talked about, which I really find, and, and we'll get into later in this here podcast, a little foreshadowing, is a project that I've been working on that I really love. But there really is, as much as I love wrestling and being a part of WWE, there really is something very invigorating about creating something of your own, about uh, an idea from your mind being out there into the world. And I never saw myself as an artist or as a creator when I was a kid or when I was young. It never once crossed my mind as something that I could do. I did love to like read and, and write, uh, but it all kind of felt like a pipe dream. But as I get older and I have these opportunities and connections and whatnot, there's just something really fulfilling about making something and feeling like you're giving the world something of some substance or, you know, and it just like, it energizes you in a different way because I think, man, we've been wrestling, the three of us have been wrestling for a long time. I've been wrestling the least amount of time and I'm at over 11 years. That's a long time. And it's all been with WWE, but, uh, and, and I'm fortunate and I'm grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think as you get older too, sometimes the things that you want out of life or your perspective, they can shift. And I'm at the position now where, I, man, I definitely want to keep wrestling. I definitely want, definitely want to keep doing what I've been doing within the company. But there's also something that's like not eating at me, but a re very real part of me that wants to be more than just a wrestler. And there's yeah. nothing wrong if you just want to wrestle or if you just want to, you know, make food or whatever it is that your job is, if that's all you really love or the one thing that you focus on, there's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, at this point in my life, I just want to be more than what I currently am. And that's what excites me. And one of the things that's resonated with me recently too, is hearing uh, from so many different people with like, not self-help, but kind of in that vein that you should do the things that scare you, do the things that kind of make you nervous. And as someone who's always, you know, tend to, I tend to be afraid to fail or to fall flat on my face. So this current project I'm working on kind of scares me. It, there's a part of that that makes me nervous. Uh, and that's a good thing. And I want to jump into that. So I very much, when you just, sorry, I went on this long tangent. No, keep, keep it going. Yeah. We got some I good advice in the, uh, in the chat. So Dara, and this is funny because this is exactly where I was going with this. Uh, Dara in the comments said, E, that means you should become a dad. I don't know if that's what that means. Like, uh, <laughs> well, but, but a lot of a lot of what you're saying is the is the same, you know, it applies to having kids because um, you know, it's one thing to to go over like uh, a cousin's house and they have some kids and you go out there and you play with them and you're like, oh, you know, I like kids, this is awesome, this is a good time. But it's completely different when you have your own kids, you know, um, it's, there, there's something about it. Number one, it's something that you made that you created, you know, and they're just growing every day and they're influenced by your actions, what you say to them, you know, um, it, I, I imagine that we, you know, we get the same kind of, kind of feelings from, from, you know, from, from what, from you, from, I get the same feeling from being a parent as what you're saying about your project. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of similarities with that. So I don't know, you, I, you know, you, you talk about not ever wanting to have a family, but it's, it sounds like you might like it if you Maybe. try it out. I feel like if that's where E's interest lied, yes. Yeah, but well, I feel like he can, also, he can also just, <laughs> just, just, just do your business for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also if I'm, you know, I think for a long time I have, I tried my best to not be my father, but maybe, you know, sometimes you can try your best to not be someone and you end up coming full circle around and being yeah. them. Yeah. So if that's any indicator, I have to wait another 15 years to become 49, uh, just like my dad to have my first kid. So okay. give me another 15 maybe, years. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might that might be exactly it. And I feel like Kofi, Kofi remembers this because I used to try to stay away from Kofi as much as possible when I got signed because <laughs> oh, yeah. all I would hear is like, we've already gotten Kofi. So like, I wanted my name never mentioned with Kofi. I didn't even want pictures of us together. Like if we saw each other, I remember like one time that we we met at whatever like rumble thing or mania thing, whatever. I was just like, hey, how's it going? Like, just wanna say hey, we talked for like two minutes, and then I made sure to get as far away from you at the party as possible. Like I wanted to be like, I, I didn't want anybody to ever even think, oh well, we got two Kofis. Just, just get rid of that one, get rid of the shorter one. So and then so we decided to, for then, seven years to be right next to him. Uh yeah, and and now and it, it works. It worked out. So um, just lean, I'll lean into it next time. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that uh, we had a conversation about in the text uh, was, Austin, you found a pic with your mom and Kof. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, from pre-New Day. Yeah. yeah, so it was my first Mania, right? And I think it was uh, was first Mania. It was in New Orleans, I think. Um, it was 2010, I think. That's no, seven, that's when I got no, signed. You with it? So it would have been... 13. 13, uh, 13 or 14. 12. But anyway, my mom sent me this picture, and I'll send it to you guys so we can put it in uh, whatever clip. And she says, um, this was taken in New Orleans at your first WrestleMania. Kofi was so kind to take a picture with me. He had no idea who I was at the time. It predates the new day. <laughs> so he was just like, uh, and then we talked about how crazy it would have been if that text, that picture came through. And my mom was like, man, Kofi was so mean to me. It's so weird. Yeah. But he's, so, he's so nice now. Then I'd be like, wait, Kofi, you're mean to my mom? Yeah. You know <laughs> then it all mean? breaks down. <laughs> or what if, what if you were really rude to her? Or what if she thought you were rude uh, and that sunk us? And she told uh, Woods right away, yeah. Kofi was awful <laughs> to me. And then the new day never happened, huh? You what know? if? You never know. Every interaction that you have is is relevant, man. And I, like even the thought, because I sent the text, I said, man, I'm so glad that I wasn't a jerk because you never know. Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes we have bad days and somebody might, you know, want want to be saying hi to you and you might be on a rush to catch your plane and you're not trying to be mean, but you say, I'm sorry, I can't take a picture right now. But they might perceive it as, oh, this guy's a jerk. He wouldn't even sign my picture. And then that's what they think of you, you know? So I always just try as hard as I can, man, like when I have an interaction with even a stranger, just to be kind, you know, just to take a little time to say hello and, um, you know, not necessarily make the moment like, oh, so memorable, but just don't make it memorable for the wrong reasons, you know? And like, it just, it, it, even thinking about it now still, like if I were to have been a jerk to your mom all those years ago and she remembered that, like the thought of that possibility just makes my skin crawl. You know, I always hate when you hear stories about like, oh, I met so-and-so, this famous person, and they were just such a jerk. And it's like, man, like you, you know, you, you, you have this image of people that you enjoy, you enjoy their work, you enjoy their content, you enjoy their music, whatever it is that they do. And then you meet them in person and then they're not grateful or they don't, they just don't treat you like another human being. Like, I hate that. I despise that. So I never, ever want to be that to anybody. And I'm just, again, just like so glad that like, you know, that I was like kind to your mom. Because like I said, man, even just thinking about it, it just, it makes me like physically nauseous that, I don't know, that it could have, that it could have happened that way. And then, that she, I don't know, that you would have been holding on this, holding on to all this, you know, this, this angst is like, oh, he's nice now, but I know who he really, he knows who I am now, but when he didn't know who I was, <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah, was yeah, a jerk, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> I'm just but I'm glad. thinking like, what would be a weirder universe? The universe where I knew beforehand. So like, E and I got together and then your name never came up. And wow. what if New Day like happened, but like with someone else? And we just like, were ships in the night. And like, but I always like hated you because you were yeah. mean to my mom. <laughs> or, or, it, or it works out just like this. But that text says, man, Kofi was mean to me. Now it was like, we're already in the thick of it. Am I like, what, what is this? Do we have a conversation? Now do we handle it differently? Like, who knows? I'm, I'm glad that we don't have to decide. I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did. And we don't have to think about that. I cannot fathom uh, it not uh, the New Day being a group without Kof. It, no. There's no way. No. I don't think it would have worked any other no way, way than it did. No, I think there's, there's no us, way. Us getting on, us even getting on TV was like, we barely made it work. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Just, we just, you know, like whenever you watch a, like a, a cartoon from when we were kids and there's like the bay door or the garage door is slowly closing. <laughs> we like barely slid under and our jacket got stuck for a second as we were sliding under. We had to pull it through. That's how, that's Indiana how. Indiana Jones. Exactly. Indiana that's grabbing how, the hat. Yeah. Yes. But I that's feel like the thing is, it, was. it wasn't on the fastest setting because when they saw the three of us running for the door, they're like, oh, well, one of them's Kofi. So put it on the slowest setting, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how bad they want to do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so any other combination, like that, the door slams on us, we're all crushed no to way. death. And no yeah, way. It's they look at me, no. they're like, well, we're, we're getting rid of that one soon. And they look at yeah. E, like, ah, we're going to send him back to the NXT. Like, oh, but, but Kofi. Uh, we'll give it a try. We'll give it a shot. No, who knows? They, they might have, maybe they would have canned me. You would have got somebody else and you would have been doing even better. Who knows? There's that aspect too. That's a possibility. Nah, no? it ain't happening. <laughs> it, it doesn't. A lot of things happen because of you. Like the, you saying that 2019 was your best year in the middle of a, <laughs> a live promo. Things like that wouldn't no, happen. No, he's, well, he said, four, I think... Uh, he said 14. It was pre-New Day. Yeah, I remember, yeah, 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 that's what he said. Or, or maybe 12. Maybe 2012. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't remember. Here. Yeah. But I remember I remember him saying it kind of matter-of-factly once, I think probably in the car or something, and I think we were both kind of offended. Sorry, we got to get the backstory on... Um, we had a time machine and we went back through, back through different periods and we ended up in whatever year and Kofi came out and said, whatever, what 2014 was my best year. And so Leave me here, Jamaican accent, they yeah, played yeah. the SOS music and everything. Yeah. yeah it was fun. Yes. <laughs> but I remember you guys, you guys were offended at that statement. I was trying to be, I was trying to be, well, what about me? Oh, so forget us, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, what about now? That's right. not what I meant. <laughs> What else is new in you guys' life? Shoot. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Orlando right now with my family. That's new. Austria, That's true. So we talked, we talked about how um, there was a one-time snowstorm. It hadn't snowed like that in Austin for almost a decade. You know, we built snowmen, had a good time. The next day, the snow was all melted. Turns out uh, there's a snowstorm going on that's even worse. There, uh, My neighbor called me up. So actually, ironically, I had my family come to uh, St. Petersburg on Wednesday. And then we were going to stay here, you know, while I did the show here. And then we'd go back on the next Wednesday. But there was a snowstorm in Austin, which is crazy. Uh, I think there's like three or four inches of snow. But my neighbor called me and he was like, man, you guys picked the best week to leave. It's awful out there. All the roads are shut down. You can't get anywhere. They're canceling flights. There's a layer of snow packed by a sheet of ice and then another layer of snow. And there's more snow coming. I said, uh, babe, let maybe we stay here another week, you know, maybe we stay on the beach for another week. It's cool to be here with the family, man. It was like, uh, we had raw at the, uh, Tropicana field and I got to leave and go home to my family. I mean, we're in the hotel, but it's, I don't know. That's, it was a great feeling, you know, it was a great feeling to be able to leave work and just, uh, be here with the fam and we're, and we're chilling, having a good old time. So it's all good, man. So I, I just said, uh, I just saw a meme of, uh, it was the weather map of the United States. And they said uh, that the U.S. looked like a, uh, like a convenience store burrito. Because on the, on the coast was, it was like warm-ish. Uh, and New York kind of <laughs> looked a little, it was cold, but it was, it was like red and yellowish uh, on each coast. And then in the middle, the vast majority of the country was just blue because it, it was absurdly cold in Texas and throughout just the middle portion of the country. But man, it's hot been, pocket. and yeah, like a hot pocket, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose this won't, I don't know, things will probably be cleared up by the time this drops, but whenever the day that we're actually recording this, uh, it's been quite lovely in Tampa the whole time. This area has been lovely. Uh, and then seeing stuff, like I saw something in Nashville where this truck was slowly backing out of the driveway. And then it was, a, it was like a nest cam. And then you see the truck as it's uh, perpendicular to the road, slowly sliding down with just oh can't. And like this, this person is going as slow as possible to try to back out. That ice is no joke, man. No I almost throw that ice. I got enough Black ice. ice. Yeah, uh, in, in Iowa, it's no joke, man. I saw somebody saying, um, this is paraphrasing, but they were uh, upset. They, they wanted everybody uh, who wasn't from the South to stop taking a dump on people from the South, like in Atlanta, Texas, all that stuff. Because when we get snow, we, everything shuts down because we don't know what to do. And he, he's like, it's just like if people in California were dunking on people in Boston for not having earthquake insurance because right. a random earthquake occurred. Like, <laughs> no, these things don't normally happen here. So of course Very we're not true. equipped for them. And I was like, yeah, I never really think about it like that yeah. because like in Atlanta, we just don't have, we don't have like snow plows and stuff like that. I mean, it gets like maybe in Northern Georgia and the mountains and stuff, but in the cities, at least like we don't have like snow awareness. They're like, this is what you do. And when the roads get yeah. icy, cause everybody's like a bad driver already. And then <laughs> we say, Oh, if there's weather, it's going to be worse. And it definitely is even going from the airport to my house today, just cause it's freezing outside. People are driving like maniacs. And so it's, it's not, it's not good when it gets cold down here. I feel like that's always the go-to suggestion too. Like, well, wait, you just have the, they should have the snow plows stored. And I'm like, well, the storage alone, like you would literally have snow plows in a garage or some kind of facility for, for years, not doing anything. Cause it only happens like what every couple of years or so. Yeah. And then right. the year that it happens, it's going to freeze those doors and we won't be able to get them out anyways. <laughs> so like, but it, yeah, we actually, um, so, you know, we're back. We used to live in Tampa for about 10 years before moving around the nation. And we went back to all our old spots. We actually went to the melting pot for uh, for uh, Valentine's Day. Kids loved it, dipping the fondue and the chocolate, chocolate all over their nice clothes. 
Uh, and then we ended up driving by our old house, creeping. This was like some real creep stuff. So like we drove by our old house just to see like, you know, the old neighborhood. And mind you, like it's nighttime and we're just creeping in our car, just like kind of peering in the house a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, they got like a basketball hoop because we spent a lot of time there and we just wanted to see what it was all about. And um, it's it's still there. It's still there. People living in it, you know. So, does Kai does Kai remember that house? Kai does. He remembered how to get oh. there too. He's like, wait, I remember here. You have to go down this. So he has a really, really good memory though. I think uh, Orion, you know, he's a little younger. He's only four. Actually, he's about to be five pretty soon, which is mind blowing. But uh, he, he kind of remembered like what the place looked like, but he couldn't like navigate to the place. Kai knew how to get there. He remembered, oh, there's a pond over there and this over there and that. He really has like actually uh, an incredible memory. That's kind of wild because you went, we talked about you moving a lot. I don't know if we talked about like how much you moved. So when you lived in Tampa, didn't you move to like Cali, then Texas, then Cali yeah. again, then back to Texas? No. Well, so we, we moved from Tampa uh, to California and we were there for about eight months. And then we moved from California because everything is like ridiculously expensive for no reason. Um, we moved from uh, California to Austin and then we were renting and then we had to move again from the rental to the house that we bought. So just a lot of, a lot of unnecessary moving in a, in a very short amount Damn. of time. Cause we thought that California was it. I remember when we first moved there, we were like, Oh, this is great. I'm going to be staying here. And then every, you know, we started paying for stuff. I think the last, the last string for me was, uh, or the last straw was uh, going to the, uh, the DMV and trying to get my license. And I went to go get my car insurance. And I read somewhere that, the car insurance in Florida was more expensive than in California. So sure enough, she goes to run everything and then she gives me the price and it's like double what I paid in Florida. I said, ma'am, uh, I just read on the internet that uh, <laughs> these prices are supposed to be cheaper. What what is going on? She says, oh, well, you're in Orange County, so it's more expensive. And I said, just because we're here, we just jack up the price just because there's no there's no other reason. There's no other explanation. So I was like, we got to go. You know, so then we left. Um, and then another thing too, a lot of like the houses in California are a lot more like close together and um, excellent views, excellent landscape, but there's a lot of concrete. So the house that we were renting was like a kind of a concrete backyard, but they had like one dirt patch with a bush in it. And I walked out in the backyard one day and I saw Kai and Orion with the little uh, like dump truck and, and like sand shovels and whatnot playing in this little like three by three, patch of dirt just playing in the LA I said guys oh we got to get you some space you know we got to get <laughs> you some space so we ended up going to Austin where your money goes a little bit further we have a little bit of land now where they can just run around and be free so um we couldn't stay I mean I love California I love the people there the weather was awesome you can wear a sweatshirt or shorts be totally fine you know a little jacket whatever weather's always perfect no humidity but um that price that money boy they they, they take that money it's too much, too expensive, <laughs> you know? So we're in Austin now, which I love. And I love Texas, for the record. <laughs> for the record, I just want to go on record and say I love Texas, you know? Hook them horns. Yow, you know? I was going to say, it's just going gonna, gonna to be uh, a, weekly, a weekly segment of Kofi just <laughs> throwing a dart at the, <laughs> at the map to just say, ah, this is what I don't like about this place. <laughs> Yeah, I say some. I'll say some positive things about cities now instead of. I've been doing. I, I I tend to run down cities a lot. Sorry, you know, people take it offense to what I say about your city. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love Texas. Yeah. Stop it. That's the hook Stop of horns. It. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we know that E is currently here, but we're going to be throwing it to E because he's got uh, some fantastic people who we've had on the show before, and uh, he's been talking to them about a project that they're working on together. So, without further ado. Here you are. And now we've come to a uh, particular part of our episode today that I'm really excited about. Uh, it's a, uh, a project that is very near and dear to my heart with two very, very beautiful, incredible, handsome, dapper gentlemen. Uh, and uh, the project is called Our Heroes Rock. So please uh, welcome my beautiful, handsome guests, uh, Andreas Hale and Jonathan Davenport. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Thank you for having us, sir. Good to be back. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. We both had you on for, for different reasons, but uh, today is for Our Heroes Rock. Now, uh, if you could uh, indulge me a little bit and just tell the story of how this all kind of came to be first uh, with you, Jonathan, with Johnny, and how we started this initial idea for gear and Andreas, how you stepped in and said, hold on a second. I think we got something here. It started with you, man. Um, you came to me. I forget uh, what the actual event was, but you said that... Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of, we've been very effective in sending messaging through the wrestling gear and let's take it to the next level and see if we can put out something that's actually like meaningful in sort of a societal way. And you wanted to do um, gear that sort of represented uh, the struggles and accomplishments of all the heroes from uh, civil rights. Well, not all, a few. And so, um, yeah, so I worked it up. Uh, we put it out there. It was received very well. And then we started kind of knocking our heads together, trying to figure out like, what else could this be? Because a lot of people online were asking for more. They were like, can we, can I get this on a shirt? Can I get this in a poster? Can I get this in my classroom? I feel like my kids would really benefit from having something like this. And then you hit me with an idea from Andreas. Yeah, that's why I said, hold on, player. I think you got something. <laughs> so, E, you know, when we did the George Floyd episode, even prior to that, we've always talked about trying to make a difference and trying to do things that kind of have an impact on society and the world. And especially after that conversation, the uh, reception that we got, it meant it felt like we had a lot of momentum when we needed to keep having these conversations and keep talking. So then I see this ring gear that looks amazing. And I see these characters that look amazing. And I said, wait, hold on, player. We got something a little bit different here. This is not just ring gear. This is something that's much, much bigger and can be impactful in ways that we've talked about. And it's right here under our nose. So I said, E, what are we doing with this? We just can't just put it on gear. We need everybody to see this. So we kind of knocked our heads around, as Johnny mentioned. We got on the chat and we said, you know what? A cartoon will be dope. A cartoon will be incredible. An animated series that focuses on these heroes in a way that's a little bit different. And... What we talked about was like using our connections and making it a little bit fun. So we've talked to artists and, and, and music and having music involved. And this is just something that's near and dear to my heart. E, Johnny, it's been incredible. Um, and I'm glad that like it's finally coming to fruition. I mean, we're, we're getting there, right? Like we're getting real close. But uh, E, I want you to just kind of take it from here as far as we've gotten. We still got a, a little bit more to go. Yeah, we do. Uh, I will say, you know, it's it's serendipitous or maybe not quite so much because it might be playing this way. But uh, on the day that this episode uh, first first hits the web and first hits people uh, will be the day that our Kickstarter launches. And the Kickstarter is to fund an animated short. And our idea, uh, the three of us came together and we wanted to use animation and hip hop to tell the story of Ruby Bridges. And I think that you know, some of us know her story and, and know the stories of, of so many of these people who have been influential in civil rights and just, uh, you know, black authors and activists. But we, we all thought back to when we were kids. And, and I thought about, you know, some of these stories I didn't learn until college. It wasn't until uh, I was an adult. And we just wanted a, a way to engage young people, kids, but also kind of like Shrek. I always think of, that's kind of my example for, for cartoons that are, or animated stuff that's engaging is, hey, let's aim it for kids, but let's also make it really appealing and fun for adults and older people as well. And that's the aim of Our Heroes Rock. And the Kickstarter uh, we're launching starts today on this Monday. And uh, we're all excited about it. I, I'll say, man, I tell you guys this all the time, but I am so genuinely enthused to get uh, in our, our Zooms when we have these conversations and talk about what this project can be. Uh, so I want to thank you all because this is just uh, one of those, just like the ideas that I give to, to you, Johnny, for wrestling gear, <laughs> where I have some harebrained idea. I have no idea how to execute it. I don't know how it would work, but I just throw it out there. But the two of you uh, have really helped this feel real and come together. Uh, so I want to thank the two of you for, for coming in, for stepping in, and for making this more than just wrestling gear. Because again, it really should be so much more. And, and we're excited about telling this story in a way that's fun and entertaining and engaging. Well, man, I want to thank you too, uh, and Andreas as well, because um, I mean, you guys are very open-minded about weird ideas, you know? And I remember when we had that one conversation about like, how can we make, okay, here's the thing. Nobody likes educational cartoons, right? <laughs> yeah. I hate them. 
you hate them. Our kids hate them. Like kids get smelled a mile away. I remember when I was a kid, um, whenever they started sneaking some kind of educational content into one of my shows, I was always like, oh no, it's one of those. Like even as a little kid. So I thought, what could we do to make this feel different, to make it feel like a show that a kid would watch anyway, like no matter what. So um, I remember we had that conversation about like, <laughs> can we make this more sci-fi? Can we make this like kind of give it a semi-future setting? Can we make some of the characters a little bit more toyetic just to make everything kind of go down smoother and make it fun and make it exciting? And then we brought in like an amazing animation company to help realize some of the concepts. And I think no matter what you're thinking right now, whatever image you have in your mind, when you see the actual images and the actual characters, you're going to be as excited as we are because they're kind of mind-blowing and you're not used to seeing that quality of animation associated with content like this. Yeah, you know what I, I want to add is like, it's Black History Month as we launched this, right? And, you know, you alluded to it, like we grew up and Black history wasn't necessarily American history at first. It always felt like this outer segment that we didn't necessarily understand why it wasn't part of our history. And as we got older, we recognized that there were all these people that paved the way for us. And representation is so important. And I think this empowers young black and brown children to know that your ancestors before you made a difference. And we're gonna make this fun and we're gonna make this exciting. But as parents, you should wanna be involved too because some people may not know who Ruby Bridges is. And it's not offensive that you don't know because you're not necessarily taught that in school. So here we are trying to find our way to use the medium of hip hop and animation as something that's really fun to get you involved in learning more about your history because history is empowerment. Diversity and inclusion is empowerment. And without it, it's really difficult to tell young black and brown kids that you can really be somebody because they're, they're gonna say, well, who did it before us? So kind of the story and the overrunning theme in these cartoons is, these kids are going to be faced with challenges and they're going to learn that there were people before them that paved the way. But again, it's going to be fun. It's going to be scientific. It's going to be robots. It's going to be EB and boisterous. And it's going to be fantastic with a song that's going to be catchy with artists that you all will recognize. So we hope that you support us because this is just bigger than us. This is not something that we're trying to make to make money. This is something that just deserves to get made. Precisely, man, precisely. And I think for a lot of people who don't know the story, Ruby Bridges was only six years old when she integrated an all-white school in New Orleans. Imagine being six years old and being the focal point of that much anger and, and media attention. And what she did is, you know, when we think about Ruby Bridges too, you see those black and white pictures. And I think we too often tend to think this is something that happened 80, 90, 100 years ago. It, it feels like ancient history. But when you realize this woman is still in her mid-60s, she is still alive. She is still with us. You realize how poignant, how uh, ever-present her story is and, and her message is as well. Um, so we're, we're just excited to be able to tell her story. And hopefully, you know, we have all these grandiose dreams that I don't want to get into. Let's start with step one and launching this Kickstarter. Um, but I can't thank you two enough because this has been something that has really energized me in a very, very real way. I feel this, this newfound sense of purpose and it's opened my imagination and, and just being able to work on something that feels impactful uh, is something that I'm really excited about. So uh, I want to thank the two of you because today's the day. Today's the day that our Kickstarter launches and uh, we want to get this animated short funded. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind with, with Andreas um, with your ability to write, uh, Johnny, your ability to just create art, uh, and the three of us. And I, and I love that I get to work with friends too, like <laughs> legitimate, like I'm not outsourcing this and, and getting to work with people who are really talented, but I don't know as well. Uh, and it's really, I think further bonded the three of us. So I, I couldn't be more excited about this project. And, uh, I, I know it's going to be amazing. I agree. Actually, hang on one second. Let me just call my wife real quick. Yeah, he called me a friend. Like, it's official. <laughs> we are officially friends. He said it on the air today. I know, I know. I've been, we've been talking about this. All right, all right, I'll talk to you. Bye, bye, bye. Love you. Could you hear that? You couldn't. That right, was, right, right, right. I muted right, yes, that. Yeah, okay, yes. right on, right on. Yes, no, it's real. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you, you know, the fact that friends are doing this makes a world of difference because it's not anybody, again, we're not doing this for any kind of praise. We're not doing this to make any money. We're doing this because we feel like our younger selves could have used this. And knowing it's that- It's the show we wanted growing up. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Like we grew up in our history classes going, all right, French and Indian War, word, okay. Um, what happened to us? <laughs> you know, we made peanut butter, but we couldn't make jelly. Like it was just really crazy. <laughs> 
how much we didn't know about our own history. And again, it's like history is empowerment. Like when you know that your parents did something, it means something to you because it paves the way for you to do something bigger. So now that you know that there are all these people that we plan to do these animated shorts on, and if you guys fund it, we'll get to do plenty more of these, but to know that there are all these fantastic people out there that have done so much in this world that you may not know about. And you know, if you're a parent listening to this, you have kids, maybe your kids were not aware, maybe you weren't aware, but we're here to make you aware. That's our job is just to put out that information for you to consume, enjoy, and pass it on. Because you know, E, that shirt you're wearing is empowerment and it's beautiful. Johnny, you made that thing. And I'm looking into going, man, I can't wait to get mine. Where is mine, Johnny? <laughs> Damn, I need my shirt. I, need I made my a lot shirt. of mistakes this week, a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all that to say is that this is a project that we have been really excited to get done because me and he have talked about this for over a couple of years now where we want to do something that leaves a lasting impression on this world. When we're dead and gone, whenever that is, somebody can take this information and take this cartoon and go, this is incredible. This changed my life in a positive way. Beautiful, man. I, I couldn't uh, think of a better way to wrap it. Andreas Hale, Jonathan Davenport, thank you to gentlemen, brothers. Thank you so much. If you want to support this Kickstarter, look for the hashtag Kickstart History. Uh, the project is Our Heroes Rock, and we're going to tell the story of Ruby Bridges. So please uh, feel free to give, share, spread the word, uh, anything engaged with it. With it. Uh, feel free to ask us questions, reach out to me uh, or Andreas uh, or Johnny. And it's something that uh, we can't wait to, to make for you all. And uh, thank you two gentlemen for being here. What? <laughs> Come on, man. Who can't bring us back like that? Why not? Why, Why? not? It, dis it disturbs me. Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. I feel like it's a very soothing sound. That's my favorite sound in the world. I, right. I, yeah. I don't like it. Just do it and you'll feel good. You'll yeah, smile. No, you, can't, you can't be upset when you do it. I'm Try not going it. to contribute Come on, to this. Come on, oh, e. not like No. This. Come on, it's for a good cause, your happiness. No, yeah. it's not for happiness. You, the things that you Ooh. do to our listeners' ears, once at some point you were making those lip noises you make, this is real. What's wrong? This, these people. All of the times that when, when you found out that moving your tongue in, around in your mouth could make sound. Yeah, you <laughs> just constantly do that while we're trying to have conversations with people. Loud tongue having ass. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that on the podcast. That's very different. It is, <laughs> it's very different. Look, just, just, just get into what you're gonna get into. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we know that since last time you heard from your boys, you've been driving, you've been driving miles, you've been driving long and far, and that tank is a little empty. So, what do you mm -hmm. see in front of you? The horizon, the road is long. There is nothing for miles. But to your right, you see a little dusty gas station with three fantastic men in their overalls waving you on in, telling you to come and get your gas up. So what do we yeah. have, Dan? Come on, Dan. Come on down, Dan. You said that all smooth, and then I'm coming in sounding like a dork. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. <laughs> Are you okay, well, here's like your gas up, fella. Is there, is there anything like a blanket on your camera, by the way? Is that what I'm seeing right now? You're not, it doesn't look great, does it? Is it just, Wait, what is, oh. <laughs> I was like, you're just gonna take your shirt off to fix it? <laughs> How's that? That's slightly improved. Okay. I thought you had still a in a closet. On your, okay, never mind. I don't know what you're doing in a closet. It's a light. It's a light. Yeah. You, you look right. great. You look great. And you, you sound great. great, too. Thank you so much. Gentlemen, would you like some gas ups? Yes. Some up. That's, that's, right. actually, that's why we called you in here, Dan. You know oh, that. I see. I see. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> right. Quit being, okay. being coy. Okay, all right. Coy. I know. I know. <laughs> Patricia <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> this one's from Patricia Rogers, and she says, how does one get over their self-saboteur and push through to be great? Mm. That's a great, and I actually, I actually want to talk to this in a non-goofy way. For yeah, we can talk on it. We can talk on a gas yeah. up too and yeah. eventually get yeah. to the gas up. Or maybe the yeah. talk is the gas up because sometimes yeah, it is. Like that. Talk right, can be right. gas up. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'll just speak to my experience. And I think I often have been someone, and I've talked about this before, not naturally brimming with self-confidence or... Uh, self-belief. And I think for me, I was just so intent on wanting to do something substantial with my life, something that had some meaning and some purpose that I thought, you know what? I feel like I'm my biggest detractor. I am my biggest obstacle. And I, man, you will meet, if you are around enough successful people or around enough people, especially in entertainment, you realize there are a lot of people who do quite well for themselves, 
who don't have much to offer. They're not very talented, but their self-belief, their ability to, to get knocked down and just dust themselves off. I'm, I'm kind of, I would look around when I first like, and not to name names or anyone, but in wrestling or whatnot, you see people and you think I've been around that person for years. I know they're not that good, but they just find ways to not get in their own way. They find ways to just keep believing in themselves. And it's that level of confidence that I think really separates a lot of people. And sure, it takes talent to get to the height of, of your careers or whatnot. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes it apparently doesn't take much talent. But <laughs> that, that was one of the biggest things for me is just realizing I, I just found a way to shut that off. It was just kind of this blind, you know what? I might not be very good at this. I might fail but let me just take the leap. Let me just try. Let me just jump. And I'm sure if you're doing something, I'm sure it's something you want to be doing. I'm sure whatever it is, Patricia, and shout out to Patricia, by the way. She also, uh, I believe she purchased the, the painting of me and Kofi kneeling that went to the NAACP. So nice. Um, big fan, Patricia, you are incredible. So thank you for the question too. But I think oftentimes it's just making the leap and believing in yourself. And I think that that sounds very simple, um, but I just really believe that I had more to offer than just to stand on the sidelines. Uh, there was no part of my experience that thought I could be, when I was 23 years old, before I got signed, there was no part of my experience that thought I could be really entertaining and be comfortable in front of people, in front of people performing, but I just had to just try it. I just had, had to do it. And, and it's just a matter of just, shutting that part of my brain off and like a, that blind leap, I think. Cause I don't know if everyone understands like fully what a self saboteur is, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's essentially somebody who, um, you know, doesn't believe in themselves. They kind of talk down about themselves. They say negative things about themselves instead of having like a positive attitude when you go out to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. So, so for me, I wasn't ever able to just like shut it off. Like I had to have something happen. And so uh, I had to, I got to the point where I mentally, like on my confidence for myself, I had to hit rock bottom before I figured out how to, how to come out of it and believe in me, which uh, I don't believe is the best advice, but that is what happened to me. Uh, Cause I would always kind of be in the back of my mind, like, no, maybe maybe everybody else is right. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you should just sit down and go do something much easier. Maybe you should just uh, take a different road, you know? So um, I got to the point where I got kind of hit rock bottom on confidence, like I said, and then I kind of exploded uh, because I realized if I'm going to go down swinging someone else's punches, then that loss is on me because I didn't believe in myself. I'd rather my loss be on me because I was wrong. So for instance, um, in wrestling, I was doing everything that everyone else was telling me to do and it wasn't getting me the results that I wanted. And so I figured, well, if I keep going down this route and I'm not getting used and I'm not getting put on anything, um, I'm not even getting like PR stuff, then I'm probably listen to what's going on. Like I'm probably gonna get released at some point. So if that's gonna happen, I'd rather that happen because I put my best foot forward and it was wrong because then at least if I were to get released, then I would know I'm not good at this. And that's why I'm not here rather than I did everything that guy a told me to do. And I'm not here now. I'm mad at everybody else because I didn't want to put that responsibility on my shoulder. So I think that uh, when you, when you have those feelings of being a self-saboteur, it's a nervousness of the responsibilities that you'll have to carry by, by putting yourself out there. Cause it's very scary. It's, so scary, but, but that's the only way that you can really move forward. I think because without honestly believing that you're making the right choices, that you're doing something that, that you know, that you can be good at, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're vulnerable, where people will get to see you and judge you for all these things that you're doing. You've got to be right there for yourself because if nobody else is, you're not going to be able to stand up. So you got to make sure you can do it for you, but you got to tell yourself that. And, and I think the, the, the best way to come to that realization is to have that talk with yourself where you're really honest. Because if you don't think that you can do something, is it because you're not good enough? Which you'll know. Or is it because you're scared to be that good? Two very different things. And I, I mean, you guys have pretty much summed it up, but um, just to kind of touch on what you 
both are saying as far as like talking to yourself, my mom always talks about affirmation. Um, and that is putting something out into the universe enough times that it comes true. You know, uh, the law of attraction is also very similar where you are positive. You have a positive mindset. You have a positive mental attitude. And by doing that, you attract positive things into your life, you know, versus being negative and then bad things are happening. And then you're even more negative and bad things keep happening to you and you can't get out of this like circle. Energy is something that we don't obviously fully understand, but I'm a firm believer that positive energy is very real. I know we kind of go on to television and we talk about the power of positivity, but it really, it really is true. It is 100% like just, just tangible. When you have a situation and you go into it thinking that you're going to succeed, you usually succeed. And we talk about like the, he talked about the, uh, the, the fear of failing. It doesn't really matter if you fail. It's scary because you, you think that, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to accomplish what I want to, but if you don't fail, you cannot learn and you cannot grow. So failure is necessary. You like, you don't want for someone to be telling you what to do because you're not learning. If somebody's telling you step-by-step step how to do something, you're not learning. You're just doing what somebody tells you to do. And they're the ones who are giving you the information to succeed. But by do, going out yourself and believing that you're going to succeed, believing in yourself truly 100%. And it's hard to like make that jump and just say, I'm going to believe in myself, but try it in baby steps. Try it in baby steps. You know, wake up in the morning and say, today's going to be a good day. Start with that. You know, when good things happen, you say, oh, that was awesome. I can't wait for X to happen. Man, I really want more money in my life. Man, I, you visualize it, you know, and by visualizing it, it's just energy has a way of bringing that, that, that positivity like to you. So um, it's it's hard, again, like it's hard to just like make the jump, but I, I promise you, if you make the baby steps, it's, it's almost like repetition and getting in the habit of believing in yourself. You almost have to like train yourself to believe in yourself, you know, because there's a lot of doubters out there who will tell you that you can't do something. There's a lot of people out there who don't believe in themselves, themselves and, and that negativity affects you. Hanging out with negative people affects you. So believe in yourself, like surround yourself by po with positive people too, because energy is is very real. You surround yourself in a big positive bubble every morning and every step that you take, take it towards positivity. And I promise you, you'll start seeing some positive changes in your life. And that is how you build that confidence in, in that procedure. And then you have that confidence in yourself. So it's just a baby step thing. Um, and I think you're going to be all right. And just to just to make it weird for a little bit, uh, one thing that we used to do is focus on small victories because if enough small victories equals a big victory. And the one that we used to do when we were kids, this was hilarious to us, is uh, before you go outside, uh, throw your throw an extra set of underwear in a baggie and throw it in like the fridge or the freezer. And then when you come in, you got super cold underwear you can put on so you can come in and switch out and go back outside and you're like refreshed. And that was like our dumb little small victory. Cause like we were, we we're kids, like what can we control to like get a, get a win today? Like, Oh, put your drawers in the fridge. When you're hot, you want to run back outside, pop them on. Now you're out there and it's 90 degrees, but you are feeling great. So maybe start with something like that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> Dan, what's the, what's the next gas up we got? Who's up at the pump? <laughs> this comes in from Kevin Cueva. I work in retail and I do the schedules for my team, aka the worst job ever because everyone hates you. Can you gas me up to help me get through the week dealing with my employees? Sometimes, sometimes you find yourself in a position that can be thankless. Mm. And it hurts. But you know that the people on the other side, because you've been there, you know what they're feeling. But now that you've got this responsibility, you have to make sure that everyone is taken care of. And you can do this. You alone can get this done. Some people might not like coming in early. Some people might not like staying late. But you're smart enough to switch it up to make sure people's schedules work with the things that they have to do within their lives and they can still get their job finished. You do that for them. You work hard for them. You make sure that they stay in good moods. That's you. And you do it all the time. You hold this burden and you're crushing it. You keep crushing it. Keep making sure everybody's happy. Because that's, 
on you and you're great at it. Kevin, to echo what Wood said, you are like Atlas. I'm talking about Greek mythology. You're holding up the world, man. Because if you don't schedule people to come into work and nobody comes into work. And let me tell you this, it's probably really easy to get mad at everybody because they're not treating you right. They're not, they're not appreciating what it is that you do, what you bring into the table. But I'll tell you this, you choose kindness. You choose kindness. You do it with a smile on your face. Positivity is infectious. And eventually, I mean, if you're smiling and you're having a good time and you're positive, they're going to be positive back, you know, because nobody wants to be a jerk to somebody who is nice. They will realize the burden that you carry just like you do, just like you do. So choose choose kindness and keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on chugging along, man. The little engine that could, you know, chugga, chugga, choo, choo. You driving the train, pulling everybody, you know, the caboose mm -hmm. all the way to the conductor car and the freight cars, you're pulling it. That's you. That's you, man. You're doing it. Yes. So yes. keep on doing it, bro. Keep doing it and keep pulling it. Uh, Kevin, there was once a show on television, please no snickering, please no snickering. There was once a show on television called Dinosaurs and there was a famous catchphrase uh, from the baby dinosaur. And that catchphrase was, I'm the baby. But you see, you, Kevin, you are not the baby. You are the daddy. You are the daddy at work. You are going to be not just the daddy, but you are going to be a lovely daddy. So, Kevin, know that your children, their children, they're looking up at you like baby birds, and they're waiting for you to vomit love and affection onto them. Yes, to give them the sustenance they need. So you go out there and you be a gracious daddy. You be a caring daddy. You be a thoughtful daddy. And sure, the work is hard. Sure, the work is thankless. Sure, those baby birds will look up at you and they'll be angry that you didn't vomit more worms into their mouth. But you'll give them the best of you. You'll give them the very best of you because you, you are not the baby, Kevin. You are the daddy. Yeah, you are. Go be the daddy, Kevin. Kevin, you go out there and you be the daddy. You be their daddy. Because they're looking for a daddy. They are looking for a daddy. And that's you. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's you. So you, you, my good friend, you, Kevin, you have officially been gassed up. Gassed go forth. Up. Go forth. Go forth into this world of ours. He's on go floor. forth and be a light. Be be a light. Be a daddy. You can't get full. He yeah. done topped you off. Yeah, I topped you off. I forgot. We also didn't do the official. I you know I want to make the, we didn't do it for Patricia Rogers. Um, so I want to go back and say, <clears throat> okay, Patricia Rogers, you, you beautiful spirit, you beautiful human, you, you, Patricia, have officially been. Gassed up. Gassed up. Because I feel like she was waiting at the gas station just mm -hmm. waiting to drive away. She was, right. Word. And she's been saying right. it the whole time. Saying, the car's been on. The car's been on. The car's been on. And it's cold. Crazy. The smoke's coming out. Yeah, yeah she didn't get her receipt. Go. Yeah, she was just waiting. Yeah, to, yeah she was <laughs> yeah. waiting. Like, she got all the gas she needed, but, like, I need to, you know, I need to get topped off. get topped off. No, she, I mean, she, I thought she got topped off. Okay, I see what you're saying. Oh, the topped off. Yeah. Is the you okay? That's fine. Yeah, that's 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 a topped off. Is the announcement okay? Now I get it. Makes it official. Thank you. I get it. We need a stamp for that. Mm. T-shirt. Yeah. I'm topped off. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's because um, in the video version we could have a graphic that boom mm. and it's got a cool little logo. Stamp. Well, like um, I'm blanking. Uh, Al Bundy. Uh, I would say all the family married with children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like they, on the intro, I always remember yeah. they had the. Oh, yeah, just yeah. like that. Yeah. And we and ours could be the SmackDown fist. There you go. You love that fist. Yeah. You love it. Why 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 that? Because it's funny to me. It is funny to you, I know. <laughs> yeah. You want a fist. You want a fist. Oh, you're okay. taking it there. That's also funny to me too, yes. It wasn't what I was thinking, but yes, All that right. is That's also fair. That's fair. a double entendre. Okay. Um, thank you guys for listening this week. We appreciate you. Uh tell your friends about this podcast. 
Mm-hmm. Tell them to give us a listen wherever they listen to their podcast. Just go to the search bar, type in New Day, and click the pink picture with the three black guys' face on it. That's us. That is us. That's us. That is us. And, and if you're on Apple, go ahead and give us that five-star review. Good help us out. How many? Did you did I stutter? No, I just wanted to hear it again from your okay. mouth. Well, you can run it back when you listen to the podcast next week. Um, <laughs> so we <laughs> 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 you can catch me on the socials Austin Creed wins Oh I got a, a IG Austin Creed live And I play video games on there sometimes In the live stream and figure out how to do that Turn myself sideways uh, And what else? Collab Did you Have you guys seen this app collab? No, what is that? No. It's like you know how on uh, TikTok or whatever You can do uh, collabs and like sing with people You can essentially stitch the stitch videos together Whatever. So like you, Kofi, you could get on this app and like sing a song and then E could get on and see you singing it and then like play bass to it. And then I could see it and then play drums to it. But you can only have like three playing at a time. But anybody who plays something for this song goes into like the, the ether for it. So like if I click on that video, the three of us, I can swipe through the parts and see what other people have played and mix and make my own match. Oh, wow. It's so dope. I, I got it today and I've been messing with it. Really enjoy it. Dope. And you can catch me at True Kofi on the Twitter and at the True Kofi on the gram. Yes, uh, I am at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, actually, maybe you should follow me because I am excited to be pumping out some things that I really enjoy that are near and dear to me. Uh, look out for the the hashtag uh, Kickstart History. Really excited about this short film. Um, you know, exposing more people in the world, across the world, uh, to the story of Ruby Bridges, and uh, extremely excited about this project. So please feel free to share to donate, to just spread the word. Uh, uh, Our Heroes Rock is the name of our project. And look out for that. Uh, Also, look out for Laser Wolf on HBO Max. I think it's still on HBO Max. But anyways, there's two seasons floating out there in the ether. And we had the pleasure of having uh, the three of us in one episode of Laser Wolf. No one can ever take that away from us. We were on Adult Swim Mm -hmm. together in an episode. So that's beautiful. Check out that as well. Also, don't forget our podcast t-shirt is still available. You can go to the Up Up Down Down shop. You can also find it in the WWE shop if you would like as well. And uh, also, if you would like to support, to donate, to spread word on our auctioning of the Royal Rumble gear, uh, it's being sold right now as we speak. Um, I'm not sure what piece we're on right now, but I think Kofi's Pants. I don't know. Kofi's tights might not be up anymore. But anyways, we're going through all this stuff and all the proceeds go to Food Link New York. And yeah, we've already raised over almost $6,000 for Food Link New York, which with many more pieces to go. And uh, yeah, we're just out here just doing some things. So please Hell support, yeah. spread the word and all that jazz. So you said um, my tights might not be up anymore. Does that mean they, my they tights... They might have been sold, is what I'm my saying. My tights are down. <laughs> Just, just, just close it. it. Yeah, uddshowser.com. <laughs> Go get some stuff. Just finish it. Battle of the brands. Just, just end it. Everything. <laughs> Bye.